Welcome to the Dr. Katie Show. Free career advice for the people, because everybody deserves a better work experience. Call in to receive free career advice from Dr. Katie Revere, an experienced career coach and organizational psychologist. Dr. Katie has nearly 20 years of corporate business experience across various industries and divisions. She works with individuals, executives, and teams to create innovative, human-centered solutions to improve the workplace experience. Now here's Dr. Katie. Hi, good afternoon. I am Dr. Katie Rovere. I am here today live on the air with a show that you are listening to. We are so happy. We in the royal we sense. I personally am so happy to be here on the air with you all today because I'm here to offer you free career advice because your work experience matters. What I hope to do in the show today and all the shows following today is to help you improve your work experience. I have a pretty extensive background in the corporate world, and I love bringing people clarity on their work experience. So today, I, all of you are lucky listeners. It is your time to call into the show today so that I can give you uh, advice on the situations in your work experience that are challenging you. Last week on the show, I talked a little bit about organizational change and how I was able to successfully create sustainable organizational change at my uh, prior organization, a very large national healthcare organization. And I'm going to pick up that story today uh, and help bring a little bit more advice around um, challenges that one may face in the work environment. Uh, with respect to making change and just overall just changing your work experience. Um, and in between, I am taking your live calls. If you would like to uh, learn a little bit more about me, uh, you can visit my website at betterworkexperience.com. That's betterworkexperience.com. And uh, you can learn about uh, opportunities to get one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching um, with me. I, I'm available to hire personally. Um, if you need a coach, if you want to work on a particular challenge that you don't want to work on the air with me uh, during the show. So you can book, book a private session or um, there's also uh, consulting. So if you have challenges at your company and you think you need somebody to come in to work with your team, to improve the effectiveness of your team, to improve the work experience for more than just yourself or multiple people in the team. I, I come in and I work with teams, um, help them uh, get clarity uh, and unmask the blind spots that uh, we have in our day-to-day -day work environment. So uh, call us call us today. We are ready to take your calls. And uh, while uh, you're considering calling in, let me give you some examples of uh, things you can call in for. And Eric, if you wouldn't mind, um, what is the number to call in so the people who are listening can write it down so they can, they can or dial it? Sure. Uh, so they 
Absolutely. Folks, you can call in at 425-373-5527. Again, that's 425-373-5527 or toll-free 888-298-KKNW. That's 888-298-5569. Cool. Thank you, Eric. And I look forward to talking to you guys soon. All right. So I have, um, I completed my doctorate in organizational psychology. Now, the reason I bring that up is because I totally geek out on the work experience (laughs) and I have literally dedicated my career and life into helping people improve their work experience. And there's a lot of needs and methods on how we go about doing that. But, and lots of industries are different. Um, There are lots of industries um, and specialties of work. And I have worked across many different industries and specialties uh, from administrative back back office type roles, um, large corporation. Um, Let's say you work in marketing and you want some advice on how to improve your experience uh, with your manager. Um, Let's say you are looking to get ahead in your career and you have been at your company working in marketing for 10 years and you really want to move into a different part of the organization and you're not sure how to make that transition. Let's say you want to work in HR, for example, in human resources, and you're not sure how to get the experience you need in order to make that jump. That's could be something I can help you answer. So that could be something you could call me about today. Um, the other thing, Topics you could call in about are things related to your health and well-being. I know in a previous show um, of this Dr. Katie show, we've talked about burnout and how uh, it's pretty easy to get burned out when you're not feeling very satisfied with your work experience, and which can be the result of many things, like you just have too much on your plate. You're challenged by interpersonal relationships. So any challenges that you're feeling um, that you have related to your health and well-being at work um, are also good examples um, and things that I can coach you on as well. Um, Let's see. Uh, There's there's a number of other things. I'm trying to see what's coming in. there's a lot. So I'm, I'm part of the millennial generation. Um, this is the group of people who were born 1980 to 2000. And the bulk of my research and focus has actually been on this younger population. Um, and what are they? Millennials now are ages 19 to, oh my gosh, 39. So it's quite a range of, of life, uh, of life, um, moments. Where are you in a life cycle rather? And you could either be, I mean, if you're 19 years old, you graduated from high school a year or so ago, and you are either in college right now, or you're exploring going to college as an opportunity for yourself. Um, but you're likely in, you've likely had a couple jobs here or there, maybe working at, um, part-time or babysitting or, or whatever it might be. Uh, so all the way through college, so a college experience. And while many of us are in college, we are working. 
uh, or we are working in teams through um, academic settings, I would gladly take calls from people who are challenged by teamwork in an academic setting as well. I have uh, uh, offer a lot of advice for how to be successful working in a team environment, working with co coworkers, people who are challenging personalities, um, and then, you know, how to get the work done in a meaningful way. It's different in an academic setting. So, but it's still work towards your uh, ultimate career. So I can absolutely take calls, uh, from people who are pondering challenges that they've been having in that space as well. And um, individuals who are, let's say, graduated from college and you're in an internship program. Those experiences are very different. So moving in from college, uh, college experience, working in teams, doing independent essays and presentations in front of a classroom. And then now you're in a work environment, hopefully it's a paid internship and you are, um, learning, you know, what it means to work in a company in your specified field. Hopefully you're getting in it. Hopefully you're in an internship. That's something that you are intentionally pursuing because you believe it's the career path that you, uh, want to pursue. Uh, and even though there's a lot of similarities in the work experience, um, moving in from an academics college setting and now into a professional environment, there are many other layers that can, um, uh, that require consciousness and uh, reflecting on how do you want to show up in the workforce? What are your goals with this internship? And what do you want to do with that your time there at that company? And how is that going to get you into the next step of your career, which I would say would be like year two to five. So this the first two to five years of your career, if you're if that's the point of time um, that you're at in your life, uh, I can help you work through how do you get, uh, if you're year two in your career, let's say you did an internship or a couple of internships, and now that you are working uh, towards getting that permanent full-time position at a company, let's say if you're up in the Seattle area, perhaps you're, you want to work in Amazon or Costco or one of the other large corporations that have a nice firm footing there. Um it feels really good to be part of a large company when you're early in your career, especially um, a company the size of Amazon or the size of Costco or something that has like really broad reach. It can be very exciting as well because when you get into a really big company, there's an abundance of opportunities or at least it feels like that in the beginning. But when you get into like the second or third year of your career um, in a big company, depending on the company, it can feel pretty limiting and or challenging to explore uh, the career opportunities inside a big company. So if you or someone you know is experiencing this um, within that two to five year sweet spot, then uh, definitely it's a good day to have them call into the show because we can walk through that together. Um, when you're at the like six to 10 year mark of your career at a company, Let's 
you might be experiencing some stagnation in your career, or you could be like totally thriving and maybe you've reached a leadership position or maybe you're wanting to transition into a leadership position that that's, this is a good time uh, to talk. I would be happy to help you um, think about transitions, um, what that looks like in a previous episode or show uh, on this show, we talked about career transitions and into a manager role. And that was a really fruitful discussion. We had a guest on who, uh, Dr. Victoria Hendrickson, who, um, you know, we had a pretty robust discussion about what it means to move into a manager role. And um, so if you're at that point in your career and you've got some challenges there, um, managing up is another good area for us to explore a conversation. Perhaps you love the role you're in, but you just have some issues with managing up your superiors. And maybe you have a team that is producing some pretty good innovations that you're trying to push up and get approval from manager, uh, your superiors. Um, and managing up as a leader is an important skill to build and develop, uh, because you're going to want to, um, you're going to want to make those innovations and dreams uh, that your employees below you are creating. So, you know, how do you manage that relationship and the different personalities um, and politics that go along with managing up in a large organization? So if you're in at your company and you've been working there for several years, uh, let's say you're at that six to 10 year mark and you are ready to you know, move up in the organization, you might, you might want some coaching or some advice on managing up. That could be another really useful situation, um, that we can, we can talk about today. Um, let's see what about incentive structures and stress. So I, if you work in a sales environment, uh, where you're, you know, you're incented, you have a base salary, and then you are selling uh, products or services in your organization for your company. And it's commission based. And let's say it's highly competitive, uh, that can create a work experience that is very motivating, but also can be uh, very competitive and challenging. So if you're in a sales environment at your organization, and let's say the incentive structures, uh, are targeted in a way that are, um, forcing you to be highly competitive and this is draining, you know, that could be something that could be useful to call in about. Or if you have friends or family who are experiencing this, I would be happy to, to take their calls as well. And then the last one that I'll mention, uh, right now as an example or sample is, uh, this concept of subject matter expertise. So, I don't know if any of you have heard of the, well, you probably have the book Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg. Um, that book resonated with me for a number of reasons, but the one that really, uh, the, the piece that I took away was really about how important it is to own your space, own your uh, voice and lean in, in an essence, uh, to that subject matter expertise, which is different for every organization. Uh, for me, it was people, people programs, and creating experiences inside large companies uh, that many, many people for years to come can benefit from. So if you are in your organization, 
I'll use the example, um, I, of a client, uh, one year was, um, asked me to work with their team of architects. It was actually, uh, designers. It was a, an older, more senior department of this large company and they, were hiring younger professionals. So they were seeking millennials to come in and help um, because they they wanted a more of a balanced mix of, of age groups on their team because for whatever reason that was important to them, which I think it's important. It should be important to every company. Uh, but this particular client was curious about how to attract and engage and retain the young architect. And there's just even a shortage at the time. This was several years ago. I'm not sure if this is still the case in this industry, but there's a shortage of young people joining into the becoming architects for many reasons. Um, But this particular client was having a hard time retaining them. What we ended up discovering was that they we're going through really, really extensive hiring practices at this in this department to hire fresh new architects. And then when they would hire these really top end designers from like the most creative minds with the most interesting and innovative portfolios, and then they would hire these folks, get them in, stick them in a drab, gray, dark office setting uh, with you know nothing but fluorescent lights and cubicles and that were had, you know, five foot walls. So when you're sitting down, you can't see anybody. So creative people, that could be either a good thing or a really, really bad thing. Uh, and then only giving them small pieces of design work to do and not allowing them uh, much creative reign over some of these really exciting um, architectural projects that this, this company was working on. And so it was pretty demoralizing for the people that they were hiring. And we, that's what we ended up uncovering when uh, the management team had reached out to me. And so I helped them think about how can they create a better climate in their department that was more supportive of the mindset and the people who they were hiring. So that's an example of one way I've helped a client. And if you have a similar challenge or scenario that you'd like to call in about and get advice on today, we can we can delve into it and I'd be happy to work with you on it. But for now, let's go on to our first break. And when we get back, I will uh, recap on my story. I'll say share the second half of my story about organizational change and how exciting and what a fruitful opportunity is to do that at your company. And we are taking your calls at the Dr. Katie Show. Give us a call at 425-373-5527 or toll-free 888-298-5569. That's 888-298-KKNW. We'll be right back. a crappy work experience, the complexity of the work environment can undermine your efforts and create a crappy work experience for you and your team. Develop a thoughtful approach to managing the complexity so you could be a better leader. Book a private coaching session with Dr. Katie Rovere to unmask your blind spots for a better work experience. Act now because everyone deserves a better work experience. 
Visit BetterWorkExperience.com to book a private session with Dr. Katie Rovere to unmask your blind spots through a transformative coaching experience. Listen to live career advice on The Dr. Katie Show, Thursdays from noon to 1 p.m., right here on Alternative Talk 1150. If you're talking, they will hear you. We all want our kids to grow up safe and healthy, so we show them how. And we tell them with honest conversations that let them know what we expect. Not just one time, but every chance we get. That's especially important when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. Kids not only need to know the dangers and how to avoid them, they need to hear it often from you. And when it comes to pain medications, opioids, they need to know that they should never be taken without a prescription and never shared with friends or family. It's dangerous and illegal. So talk with your kids and guide them through the challenges of growing up safe and healthy. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. So talk, they hear you. You can do it if you try. Get inspired every hour right here on Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to the Dr. Katie Show, free career advice for the people. We're taking your calls at 425-373-5527 or toll free 888-298-KKNW. That's 888-298-5569. Now back to Dr. Katie. Thanks, Eric. And also, if you don't feel comfortable being live on the air, you can email your questions to me directly. I totally understand. It can be totally super nerve wracking to call into a radio show. So if you would prefer to have your questions answered, you can email me directly at drkatie at betterworkexperience.com. That's D-R-K-A-T-I-E at betterworkexperience.com. Cool. All right. So while we're waiting for the phone lines to fill up, I'm going to jump back into my story from last week. And just to recap, and actually just a caveat for all of you listening, this is a brand new show. My, the show, Dr. Katie show, this is maybe our second month that we've been on the air in the Puget Sound area. And because Alternative Talk is such a great station, it's also available to listen live anywhere else in the world. So I just wanted to say that if you haven't heard the show before, and this is your first time hearing the show, that I do take live calls on the show and I would love to hear from you. Maybe if you even have ideas of different topics that would be interesting for me to bring to your audience, um, I am doing the show remotely from my home office in Northern California. So uh, I would be super excited to hear from those of you who are local in Seattle to tell me what is going on in your work experience right now, what's going on today. Uh, any work experience will do. You can call me about. Um, you know, let's say you work in a restaurant and you, you know, hate the head chef or <laughs> you are in a coffee shop and you want to move into a corporate environment or 
you're ex, you know, excited to go back to school, uh, to go to graduate school or to start your bachelor's degree and, and leave working in the, the restaurant um, industry. Anything about your work experience, I would love to hear about it. So please call in and we're here every week. Um, or you can email me, like I said, at Dr. Katie at betterworkexperience.com. That's D-R-K-A-T-I-E at betterworkexperience.com. Okay. Now I am all about reinventing the work experience, um, shifting and changing and moving the work environment so that everybody has a better experience. And Eric, I'm going to put you on the spot because you're the only other person live on the show right now. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) But is there anything in your work experience that could be better? Well, I mean, I think that pretty much goes without saying for just about anybody. Uh, It's very, very rare that uh, anybody has an absolutely perfect (laughs) um, work experience, right? I I can't. Yeah. I mean, mean, maybe if you're like super CEO or something and you're raking in the billions, then uh, maybe that work experience is you don't want to touch a thing. But, uh, you know, if you're below that, then I would say (laughs) probably everybody has some little things here or there that, uh, you know, maybe a little burr under the saddle, if you will. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, if we're talking to everybody who's not a billionaire CEO, then that's including a lot of people. So uh, whatever you can imagine your work experience could be any changes, let's say it's super stressful um, or uh, gosh, you just want to work a different shift or you don't want to take meetings anymore at 9 Mm a.m., you know, all those kinds of things could be helpful. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thanks for letting me put you on the spot. I appreciate that. Oh, no I don't want to I don't want to call you out because I'm sure everything working at 11:50 is phenomenal that you would never ever ever have anything that could be better just because it's such a great place to work. It it is actually a great place to work. Uh there's no denying that. Uh we enjoy what we do for sure. But, you know, of course, every office environment has its uh, has its challenges. For for instance, we're a radio uh, group with five stations here, and uh, we're the one that does the most live radio. Um, so, you know, with the we recently switched to an open office environment and uh, there's a lot more noise uh, now. Mm-hmm that kind of carries over to while people are working. And so I find the idea was for people to, you know, collaborate more. Um, But in reality, it seems like a lot more people are just putting their headphones on so they can concentrate (laughs) and work. Um, Is that something that you hear from folks too? Absolutely. And I'm glad that you brought that up. That's a really good example because space um, has come up with past clients uh, multiple times. Um, in particular, when, earlier when I was talking about the um, the work environments for the architects, the, the young designers that were put into a cubicle environment, they came in wanting to collaborate with other designers to kind of co-create a new, you know, a client request, like a new building or a new approach to a design for a building or um, make make a building more accessible to people with handicap or, yeah, so space is a big deal. And um, 
I mean, it's not the answer to collaborating more. And I was recently, a couple of years ago, part of a team where we were working. I had a great view of a beautiful lake. I mostly had an office to myself, but everyone, but there was a couple of other people who would work in there. And so I had collaborative time, but I mostly had time and space to get my deliverables done. And then they moved our whole department to the other side of this building where you had a view of a parking garage (laughs) and a construction site. And it had those low cubicle walls Mm -hmm. so that we would collaborate more. And it's honestly, it was really hard for me to transition. I didn't think that it was, um, but I felt very distracted and because it sort of feels like inviting for people to come by and talk to you when what I think is a good solution, a practical solution is just to have a conversation about that with the people either in individually who work near you or as a floor, how many people are on the floor that are sort of now working in this space? You know, that's a good question. I'd say probably about 80 people on any given day or around the office working. Yeah. And all of it's sort of an open, open concept work environment. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the, the managers have, um, their own offices, uh, with, you know, with doors and stuff, but they're like glass. Um, so, you know, everybody can see everybody at all times yeah. and see if they're yeah. busy. Full transparency. Yeah. Which, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, but, uh, you know, for the rest of us, um, that are working in the open environment, uh, there is a lot of like open noise. And then even with the, you know, with the radio station, we have to come and go sometimes and yeah. some of that noise spills over into the station. So there's definitely a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, butting heads, if you will, not really, but just underlying irritation maybe is the best way yeah. to describe it. Yeah. And that just comes with any change in an mm-hmm. organizational and in, in a company, a work environment. But what I would suggest if there are some maybe department or floor norms that could be established. Mm. Uh, There's a really easy way that I work with clients to establish new norms. We can have like uh, what I call a co-design session where what does successful look like and kind of map out what's going wrong and what could be better. And what you end up with is like a, a protocol for how to act and behave in this new space together so that people feel like they uh, can get their work done, their heads down time so that they're, and that they can be successful and do a really good job. So one of the thing that comes to mind for your situation, uh, is possibly, um, you mentioned putting on their headphones now yeah. in a past. So putting on the headphones can either be, don't bother me, Or some people might be, oh, if my headphones are on and you need to talk to me, just come bother me. Hmm. So creating some norms and some, I I wouldn't call them rules, but maybe just like boundaries or I don't even even call them boundaries even, but just some, just new norms I think could be useful. Like if you don't want to be bothered And so you put your headphones on to indicate, hey, this is my time, my head's down time, please Mm -hmm. don't come come by. 
then people know, okay, Eric's got his headphones on. I'm not going to bug him with this. I'll just send him an email or whatever other means of communication, or I'll book 30 minutes of his time if I want to chat with him about this. Yeah. Um, so that could be useful. The other thing um, that people in large departments do who have open settings is they do um, like they'll set periods of time if your work allows for this, like blocks of time where everybody's sort of just freely working and not needing heads down time. So it's it's almost like collision time. So like let's say between 10 and 11, yeah, whoever's working on the floor that at that time, you can sort of feel free to be, it's like office hours, you know, college campuses where your professor would have office hours or something like that. Mm -hmm. it, you could set that up. So there would be collision office hours where that is, that is the time that promotes people to collaborate because if collaboration was something that was intended by uh, refreshing the work and workspace in that way, mm -hmm. you, you management is going to want to create experiences and um, ways in which people are actually collaborating and not just assuming that having the space be different is going to create collaboration. Management still has a role there and to facilitate that to happen. So those would be two pieces of advice. I like it. I like it. Next time I'm in uh, a meeting where I have a chance to express ideas <laughs> in regards, I'll I'll bring this conversation up for sure. Um, cool. And uh, maybe we could even come back to this later, but we do have a call. So okay. I know we'd love to talk to Barbara right now. She's in Bellevue. Okay. Hey, Barbara. Hey there. What can I do for you? Yeah. Thanks for taking my call. Um, of course. I'm calling, uh, I, I currently work in a, a retail situation and I need I needed to transfer just for my own family um, to a different store, and I'm in a supervisor position. And um, I I went to um, the hiring manager and got a new position on Monday. And oh, congratulations! I my boss, thank you. Yeah, it was great, um, and I'm excited about working at the new store. And um, she, um, I filled out the transfer forms and I emailed them to my current boss, and she didn't respond at all um so then on i think it was wednesday um i spoke to her and i said hey you know did you get my email and she says oh yeah but we need to talk and i'm like okay um but i understood that it was a really straightforward process I, I find a new manager and she says gives her blessing and there i go and i've given her until mid-november um to work out whatever she needs to work out um I haven't heard from her since. Uh, she said she would call me and we could um, set up an appointment. And um, I'm wondering, um, I, I don't want to, like, make big waves while I'm walking out the door, but I really want to mm -hmm. get this done. She's freaking out. She's going to be losing a really awesome manager. So she's well, scared, I think. Your old boss, your almost yeah. old boss. So, you know, she, I think she, that's no excuse for blowing you off, but it's, she's scared. You're yeah. obviously a lovely person and I'm sure great at your job just by what you were just describing. Um, she knows ultimately she has to let you go, but she's not sure how she's going to fill that void that you're going to leave. Mm. Um, so, 
I wouldn't stress too much about it. Um, can she stop you from leaving? No. Is there? No. Okay. No, she can't stop me from leaving. Yeah. So I would just, honestly, Barbara, I would just not worry about her and her responding right now, particularly if this has been going on for like within the last week or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause there's, I don't know if you noticed, there's a big full moon <laughs> approaching yeah, on the 13th. <laughs> yeah. So there's Friday a lot the 13th. Of, that's awesome. Yeah. So there's a lot of big energy coming down from that. I'm not a professional astrologer. I wish I was, but, um, that would be a that, great skill to have, right? Oh, yes, it mm-hmm. would be. Um, maybe later on, <laughs> maybe <go>. later, <laughs> right. yeah. but, um, just give her a little bit more time. You know, she's freaking out. You're not going to create major waves. So don't worry about stressing her out or, you know, may- creating big waves, like you said, um, because she can't, she cannot stop you from moving forward. And this is the best thing for you to do for your family. So just continue to enjoy and revel in the success that you had and lean into that joy, that vibration, because if you spend time worrying deeply about somebody else and what they're thinking or what they're doing, just because there's a lag in getting back to you, mm-hmm. it's just going to be wasted energy. The other thing um, that I was going to mention is yes, she probably is freaking out a little bit about you leaving and there being a void, but there's also probably other things that are taking up her time that have absolutely nothing to do with you and responding to you in your, um, in your leaving the store. So, I mean, as a manager yourself, you know that there are so many other things that you deal with on a day-to-day that your staff never have any visibility to. Yeah. So it's, and I thank you for that because that sounds like something I would say to somebody else. Oh, <laughs> so good. thank you for reminding me. That's good. Word. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> good, good, good. So just stay calm. She's probably got a lot on her plate. And then two, now she has to find a replacement for you. And hopefully that's easy for her. So let's just send blessings. What's, uh, I won't have you say her name by, but let's just all put blessings towards a suitable replacement for you in your role, uh, coming and surprising her in a really good way, because that's good vibrations that if you do want to spend thinking about her and the void that you're leaving, just put good vibes into, they're going to find an awesome person to take on. And in fact, another exciting thing, maybe somebody will get promoted and become supervisor of the store. And then there's a, a new career opportunity and a new challenge for somebody else to grow into supervisory position. Yeah, that would be great. There is somebody there at the store that could step up to my job, which would be really good for him. That's great. Is there a way that you can facilitate a conversation about that? Yes, when she makes time for me. Uh, (laughs) And I can always speak to the other um, person on the team and let them know what I'm thinking about that too. Cool. That's good. So I I did... I am question, curious of with a follow-up question. So is this new that she's sort of dodging your calls or is this sort of consistent behavior? Has she been like this before? I, I have to say she's kind of like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well yeah. then. So it's, it's, I guess it's not anything unusual. And however, I don't, I just want to make sure that 
um, I have a smooth transition, and then she doesn't keep my new uh, manager waiting around. And then she thinks that something's funny. Oh, like, like it, if they're so wait, so she can't stop you from going, but it sounds like she can delay you from leaving. She can delay my paperwork for sure. So the other manager might be thinking, oh, is she really coming? So I guess I should, Mm -hmm. I could text my new manager and let her know that I've submitted the paperwork on Monday. Yes. I think confidence. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Because if you're worried about saving face with the new boss um, and there being potential delays, I think, yeah, definitely get in touch with the new, the new manager, your new supervisor to say, Hey, heads up. I've done everything on my end. Should be a smooth transition. We're looking at mid November, mm-hmm. really excited to work with you at the store and then whatever other enthusiasm and excitement and professionalism you can share with her um, uh, to build up those, those new, um, vibrations for that new spot. I think that's going to be really helpful. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Is, is there anything else that you would like some career advice on? I might call you in a couple of years. <laughs> All right. <laughs> at, at some, cause this is a temporary thing for me. Um, okay. I, I eventually want to go back to the corporate world. I've been a stay at home mom for 20 years and oh, nice. My, Good for you. And thanks. Yeah. I was, it's awesome. And now most it of my kids awesome. are in college, but I have one more at home. So, um, when he is more independent, then I'll be looking to go back to the corporate world or doing some, something else. So cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you want to start brainstorming with me to do that, I'm here for you. And it'd be fun to do that on one of my, I had a caller on a previous show. I think it was like the first, our debut episode back in uh-huh in the first week of August, uh, and a woman called in and she was moving into real estate actually, as in, as a mom who just spent the last 12 years as a stay at home mom. So it's a big topic, I think. And I'm a mom and I'm running my own business, working from home as well and working part-time. So it's a really important topic. I think, you know, Beyonce had it right. You know, we run this world (laughs) in her song, you know, and it's really important that we feel supported in, mm-hmm. in our endeavors and be supported to stay at home with our kids. Cause you know, raising good humans is one of the most important pieces of work we will do right. in this life. <laughs> exactly. So, I don't know. So, yeah. I think it'd be really fun to talk with you about that. And I've been listening to your show. I don't think I caught the first one, but I really enjoy, um, you know, the, the support and the, the coaching that you've been giving on the radio. Oh, thank you, Barbara. That's so nice. I'm glad to hear that you like it. And I hope there are other people that like it too. I want to bring you all meaningful topics. So if there is a topic that you think would be cool to talk about in a future show, you just let me know. Okay. Well, I will do that. Okay. Thanks, Barbara. Dr. Katie. Uh Uh-huh. You have a good good day. Bye-bye. Bye. Great call from Barbara. Yeah. Thanks, Barbara. That was fun. Hopefully that was useful information for her. And well, I gotta uh, say, it, if you don't mind me chiming in, Katie, not at all. Not uh, at all. As, as someone who does hiring uh, here at the station, it is it, it is really stressful <laughs> when you've got somebody that you really like that's doing a great job, who you put a lot of time into training. Um, the, when they go on to another opportunity, and in, in, while like logically, you know. 
Well, of course, they've got to move on uh, to a, a good opportunity for them or for whatever reason they need to move on, life changes, et cetera. But it, it, like emotionally, you can't help but feel mm-hmm. a little bit like uh, a little bit stressed out about it, you know. And even yep. though you always find somebody else that's going to be great in that position, there's that time, there's that window there where as a as a manager, you feel a little bit like uh, – I, I don't want to say betrayed, but uh, mm-hmm. you feel um, minor Sad. level. Yeah, sadness. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, Thank you're you. Grieving. <laughs> yeah, you're grieving. I mean, it's a it is a part of life is is letting go, and I think it's one of the hardest things that we are gonna do on this earth is learn how to let go of relationships, situations, right. experiences that weren't serving us or what have you. And in in the example you just brought up, it's uh, staff members who've outgrown the role mm-hmm. or moving on to different career paths or different things. So it's almost yeah, like I, having your kids go off to college. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know? Which thankfully I have many years until right. my daughter goes to college. <laughs> She's only five months old. So I have a lot of time to ramp up my, uh, my skills for dealing with that. But, um, yeah, I can totally understand uh, bringing someone onto your team and investing in them and training them and nurturing their development and all the things. Um, funny enough, if you talk about the millennial um, topic, you know, millennials have been talked about in the news so much, uh, positive and negatives are shared and discussed. And there's research that shows that, you know, millennials are job hoppers. And if you hire young people, don't expect for them to stay very long. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. I think it's subjective to the person. I think it's different for every industry, but you know, as a millennial, I'm, I'm obviously on the older spectrum of millennials, but, um, I have definitely left jobs in departments that I outgrew really quickly. Mm. And one of the ways that a manager was able to retain me is to really take an authentic look at who I am as a person and help give me projects and opportunities that lined up with where I was going. And so I felt in those instances, I stayed a couple extra years in those roles Mm -hmm. where I really felt like I had a a relationship where, oh, this person is actually looking out for my best interests. And if, if I, you know, commit to another year here, maybe they'll help me build out a portfolio that I can use to leverage for my ultimate career goal, whatever that may be. Exactly. And as managers, we can't take that personally. I mean, we should never interfere with someone trying to, you know, uh, grow and, you know, move on in their career. Cause you certainly wouldn't uh, in your career have wanted anybody to stand in your way of, you know, moving on to that next step for sure. Exactly. Yeah. And one of the things that when I work with managers, um, when I'm either coaching a manager or an executive or working with a leadership team of people, I, it's, I always say, Cause when it comes up a lot, like we don't want to hire, we want to make sure this person stays in the role for a really long time. And I'm like, you know, if you just make the job easy to pick up and, you know, easy to put down, then you, 
a manager who, I guess what I'm really trying to say is a manager who is hiring people and their staff is getting promoted or moving on to better and bigger things. Like that's, that should be the joy of manage mm. of being a manager is nurturing some, someone and their career and fulfilling their, you know, role, helping them fulfill their development or the make the contributions that they're excited to make at the com- at a company within reason, of course, and let them fly. You know, that's, those are the managers that I remember being so, such uh, important contributors to my growth and development in my career. And here I am living my dream. I have my own show on the radio. I'm, I've started my own, you know, coaching and consulting company. I'm, you know, I'm doing it. And I needed every one of those managers along the way to hear me and listen to me and, you know, but challenge me at the same time, you know, to get my work done and, you know, fill my plate with projects that was, gave me a variety of things that helped me pick through what I really liked and what I really didn't like. So it's a hard thing letting staff members go. But I think if you hire an amazing employee, your goal should be, how do I get this person promoted and out of my department in the next two to three years. And if you sat that new hire down in front of you and said, Hey, look, I see you have great potential. I think you're headed in a really um, positive direction in your career. I want to get you promoted in the next two to three years. So what can we do together over the next two to three years to get you ready for that next jump? And I guarantee you, you're going to start that relationship off in a really fulfilling and successful way. So good point. That's what I suggest, Eric, your next hire, the next person you hire, or even if people that you have on your team right now that you're managing, maybe you think that it's kind of stale. The relationship needs a little, little punch up. You can sit them down and say, Hey, what are your goals? What are you thinking about doing? How can I help you get there? And then you're only going to have the people on your staff long-term who really, really, really want to be there, right? Nobody wants somebody who sort of wants to be there, you know, or is just there just to work nine to five and collect a paycheck, especially in media, like, you know, something as such a creative um, industry, something where, you know, you're hoping people are bringing their full selves, their full creative capacity. So that's what I'd recommend. And we're Excellent. almost actually out of time. I just realized what time it was. I <laughs> yeah, we've only got about get... five and a half minutes left here. Yeah. So if we don't have any more callers yet, uh, then what I might do is just recap a little bit of my story from last week about organizational change, because I did promise um, some folks uh, that I would talk about that. And so a uh, high-level recap, um, we uh, last week we talked about... Um, organizational change, what it means to create change. You can either create change in your individual experience in a team environment or at an organizational level. So something at like a corporate level, um, organizational strategy or program or something like that. And I was telling uh, the listeners last week about how I worked at a large uh, national healthcare organization 
and for a decade. And while I was there, I had the opportunity with a team uh, to create two really important people programs. One was called a business, res- it's called a business resource group. It's, um, they exist in large companies and what they do is they facilitate people with like minds to come together around their commonalities. And the one we created was specifically for millennials. And that group, um, actually was started with millennials in mind. So how do they, the group, what we, what we did was we created, we asked what do the millennials of this company, what do they want? And what we learned is they want to learn how to be project managers. They wanted to learn how to be leaders, like lead people. Um, And uh, they wanted to be able to connect with one another because they all, you know, they believe that in the future of the company, but there was no real way to facilitate that. So the group that we created, the business resource group facilitated those things. Um, So we thought that when we first launched the group, this was 10 years ago, that we were just going to be serving millennials. But what we ended up finding out is that we were serving management as well. So management, and what I mean by that is executives, managers, leaders, supervisors were calling me and my colleagues who are you know pretty new in our careers at the time, maybe five, six years in, and um, asked us for how do they better attract and engage and retain millennials in their niche part of the company. So we ended up um, doing a lot of internal consulting to these different managers and leaders, which led us up to the, the head of the organization, the CEO and his office of national executives. And we had an opportunity to pitch a millennial strategy to that group, which ultimately led to him funding our department Um, which became a millennial strategy department, um, which we um, were able to really create long-term sustainable change. And one of the programs that we did create um, in the earlier days of the creation of this department was a people program, which I had the opportunity to lead the pilot uh, program where each of the each of the regions uh, where this company, where this, this company exists, um, was, um, had access to join this program. So what, what the program was ultimately doing is giving people, um, projects in different parts of the company that they wouldn't normally have access to. So for example, I've used this before, if you work in HR and you want to work in marketing, it was a, a program that would facilitate that. So, it was super fun and very transformative. And if this is a topic you guys want to hear more about, I'd be happy to talk about it, but it was a really fulfilling part of my career and we made really good contributions. And now thousands and thousands of people are involved in these programs uh, within this company. And this is a program, or this is a company of like 220,000 employees. So, um, it was so exciting to know that there are individuals who are connecting with the mission of this company, with the vision of this company in ways that they wouldn't have been able to previously. And there's people who are actively taking on stretch assignments in different part of the organization. And what's that, what is that doing? That's helping you build resume worthy experience so that you can move from marketing into human resources or from human resources into uh, the field, or if you work out in operations like Barbara, our caller earlier, she's in a retail environment. 
why not consider her, uh, Barbara, why not consider moving up in your same company, but moving into the corporate side? So that's, that's a really robust conversation for today. I hope this was useful. I know that we're running out of time. And so thank you so much for listening today. Really appreciated the conversation and look forward to talking to you all next week on Thursday from 12 to 1. 